Me and my brother have been going ham on super soccer. Yeah. Like, fucking ham on suit. Like we've been like he like texts me for a minute. Like when when we first started syncing up on Switch Online, he was like texting me every night like super soccer. Super. <laughs> I was like, right, I'm not like down to play every night, man. I'm like doing stuff sometimes. <laughs> but like he's down. The cool thing is like he's down to literally just play like one game, like no chat. Hey, like, hey, nice. let's just play one game real quick. He's not like. Hey, let's play for an hour. Like, it's not like a huge commitment. At first, I thought he was like trying to like sync up and Zoom call every time. I'm like, hey, man, I'm like doing stuff. Yeah. But if you want to just play a game or a best of three real quick, I'm right. down. That's a lot more manageable. Um, yeah. But dude, Super Soccer, we're like him and I are very competitive in that game. Okay. So it's like, and that was a, that was a childhood game for us growing up. Like our whole family, like legit, when we had family get-togethers, like. Me, my dad, my cousin Brandon, my I think my brother was a little too young at the time, but like all a few of my other uncles, my, a nice. couple of my other cousins too. Like we would have super soccer tournaments. That's like, awesome. At the get together, it was like, hey Charlie, it's your turn. Like, is that a multi tap game? Could you play that four player? No, it's just two okay. two players. But you, I think you could do. Uh, like a tournament where you would yeah. set up the teams and like it actually would like move along the brackets. Oh, like that's that's sweet. within the game. It wasn't like we were just doing it on paper. I'm pretty sure you could do it in the game. So that's sweet. Um, so for that matter, I guess you could maybe now. I was gonna say you could maybe do that online with multiple people, but you'd still have to only be online with just two people. Right. The session would only be two systems. Yeah. Although, mm. what if they added? What if they add N64 games and then add the ability to party up with four people? Oh, let's fucking go. Let's that go. would blow my mind. <laughs> Nintendo would, that would make up for all the like bullshit they do when they put like, you know, rights claims on other people's stuff. <laughs> it would be a start. Or I guess on their own stuff. Yeah. But still. Yeah. All right. Fuck Nintendo. Let's do a podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Howdy, howdy. And DJ Mandolini. Yo. And we're short string once again tonight. We're missing John while he's uh, busy with work, but uh, we'll make do without him. And we are back to talk some video games, as always. Yes. And uh, some new video games, not necessarily as always, but I always (laughs) make that comment, but we do it a little more frequently than than I give us credit for. We try to be relevant. Yeah, thanks to Game Pass a lot of times, but every now and then we're picking up games. uh, Like, John's talking new games. We're always talking new stuff. That's right. Um, Just not necessarily the day it comes out. Give us more credit, Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Give me more credit. Seriously. Yeah, give DJ more credit. (laughs) Well, anyways, uh, one of the games that you and I uh, have been digging into this week, Randall, was uh, the recently released uh, Cyber Shadow, which I know I think popped on everyone's radar. I think they dropped it like the trailer for it during like one of those indie world showcases or Nintendo indie things. And it's like the next release from Yacht Club Games, although it's not developed by them. It's developed by, I think, Mechanical Head Head Studios. Mechanical Head. That's right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like a very, you know, if, you know, we've talked about on the podcast before the messenger, which is kind of like a Ninja Gaiden inspired retro throwback and kind of just retro inspired throwback in general. Oh yeah. And this is kind of the same, although I would, I would say it maybe even is a little truer to the Ninja Gaiden experience. I mean, I didn't play, 
I haven't played the messenger yet. I really should have, but I, I haven't gotten around to it, but yeah, I, I think I would agree with that from what I've seen from clips of, of both games and now playing a lot of cyber shadow. It's very much uh, a retro NES inspired thing. Yeah. And I think for them, I mean, it's in widescreen and everything, yeah. but I think for the most part, they are going for like true eight bit aesthetics. Oh, like yeah. it's very, very much. And and I know the messenger did, I believe did true eight bit and true 16 bit, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, But yeah, this game, I, I guess I just mean like, and you've gotten much further than me in cyber shadow and I'll probably let you take the lead on this sure. Randall. I've, I've gotten probably through the first three chapters or three levels yeah and uh you know i guess uh, i don't know how much we'll go into spoilers but just being that this is a new game just fair slight warning although we're usually pretty uh especially randall's pretty you know we dance around the i spoilers. try to yeah yeah but uh but i would say in the first three levels or so that i've played it's the reason i kind of think uh ninja gaiden is because almost almost all the enemies are like one hit kill it's like one swipe and they're just like you just wipe them out. So it's kind of like you're just running. It's more like about the timing and like the quick turnarounds and like, oh, this enemy's coming up on me from mm-hmm. behind. There there are a few like bulkier enemies that you do have to swipe a couple times with your sword. But it's like at least at first. Yeah, it is kind of like it just it just felt more like Ninja Gaiden to me. And I guess the messenger is kind of like that, too. But like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like I really was just like running to the right. And like it was really reflexive. I was getting really into it, although at first my my initial impression was just like it's a little simplistic. Like, yeah, maybe they're going too true to the, like the NES like style. Maybe they're not going to add enough, you know, quality of life type stuff or we'll see, you know, we'll see how. But as the game has gone on again, I'm not too far. I almost i'm thinking to the end of chapter three i'm getting my ass kicked i gotta say like i wasn't i I was gonna try to beat at least that chapter today and i was just like man i'm just not in the right frame of mind i played for like 30 minutes and just kept dying on the same fucking part yep um but yeah i really like how the game is put together so far like it kind of has like one of those like castlevania style maps where you see like the kind of overworld and like you get to these save points so you can warp between um and kind of start from those levels and like the way it's all connected together, but the way you can backtrack, it's like you kind of like, well, once you like do the platforming challenge, you can kind of like, OK, now I like triggered this thing that I can easily get back up there when I get back to this section. Yep. I just need the, like a new ability or whatever. But I've been really impressed with like now that I've unlocked a couple of new abilities and have some you can clearly see there's about five or six more that I'm going to unlock. Yep. Like I'm just like, OK, this game is going to have some. And again, not to I, I feel like I was kind of like comparing this saying this is so much better than the messenger because the messenger has a ton of cool stuff, too. And I didn't even get to the 16 bit stuff, but you have a ton and like mobility upgrades and stuff. But I kind of like how this seems to be like a little bit more on on a track, I guess, a little bit more than right. the messenger where it's like a little more open world, a little more like buying upgrades and stuff where there is some purchasing of things in this, but a little bit, the, the way it's structured is, is a little different. And I really like that, but why, why don't you, uh, share your, or some of your thoughts on this Randall? Yeah. So I, I would agree with you. You, you had mentioned that like you felt it started a little bit slow and you know, it didn't quite open up at first. And I would agree with that. Uh, I don't know that this game cyber shadow gives the best first impression necessarily, um, in that first level, but man, I, I stuck with it just because like, I'm such a huge eight bit NES guy and the aesthetic yeah. of it, like you can tell the people that made this have a true love for NES games. Like they just soaked it up and like, just made that this game but like you said in widescreen and 
by yeah level two three you know maybe four i was like oh i love this like i am into this game and even though it's very difficult very very difficult difficult. (laughs) you have to know that you're kind of beating your head against the wall sometimes and like to me that what shows that this is a well-made game is that never was a problem that I was dying over and over again because the controls are so tight and crisp. They and are so feel, tight. They're so tight. They feel like NES game tight to me. Yeah, and and I, I it's funny because I made I did like a quick video of the first like forty five minutes on a stream yeah. or so. I can't remember if I streamed it or not, but like I was I even mentioned like. Because I can't remember if it's Mega Man 2 or Mega Man 3, but one of those, like, you can't, like, turn around and shoot quite as quickly. Yeah, Mega Man 3. Like, you can't, like, do the immediate turn around and, and shoot. But in Cyber Shadow, like, if there's an enemy behind you and you're running, like, progressing to the right in an enemy, you can wait till, like, the last oh, yeah. fucking split second and, oh, yeah. like, pretty much, like, turn and hit the slash at the same exact time. And, like, it, I, it feels so satisfying to, like, midair, like, just change your direction and like kill the enemies in front of you and behind you because yep. you can swipe somewhat quickly and you actually get some like upgrades for your sword like yep. you know almost like castlevania style where you get like a you have like one slot it seems maybe you get more and as the game goes on but it seems like from what i've experienced i've gotten either like a slight extension to my slash where it's almost like a little like you know it's not shooting out a projectile but it just my my blade extends like it has like a little like wave that extends a little further yeah um or i've gotten like this kind of like blade that like spins around my character almost like on a chain and oh it's so sweet because you can slash that with your sword and like start like almost like clearing a path in front of you but it's like a boomerang that guy is almost back to you like a castlevania 4 type of feel to the physics yeah like you're kind of just throwing that thing around and like hitting stuff in your radius like yeah but you can like you know what i'm talking about where you can like slash it with your sword and like it picks up extra momentum and like you can if you're close enough to an enemy it'll like go through them hit them on the way and then hit them on the way back as it comes back to you but like yeah, you can hit it on an angle and it'll start just spinning around you. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And yeah, once I started seeing more of those upgrades and like got that like second kind of like uppercut flame ability. Yeah. Um, was the last thing I unlocked. And again, I think I'm getting pretty close to the end of chapter three. But like like you said, I started getting my ass kicked like <laughs> so, like to the point where like, you know, I, the checkpoints are like they're very well placed. Yes. Like, right. Like when I hit one, like you get to the point where like you're dying and you're like once you hit the checkpoint you're like ah oh, i was right there like ah yes. oh, man but it's like very often but they're not so far apart where it's like frustrating where you're just like fuck i got to play that half hour again it's more like okay i just got to get that little thing down or oh i got to remember that lightning bolt like a small bit of memorization a but a small bit i still feel like the reflexes yeah. you, because the controls are so tight you you can go through it and it feels fluid it doesn't feel like you're just going through the motions exactly like the game is so fun to play and the controls are so tight if you're used to playing any type of retro nes experience this won't be foreign to you to have to like kind of quasi memorize a level to get the most fun out of it and that's yeah like between checkpoints and given sections that's basically what you're doing you know every once in a while i'd get to you know a checkpoint the first time but boy it didn't happen that often but yeah, I almost never, almost never. It really, it, cause it's, it's hard. It is punishing. But like when you're in the zone with this game, it feels so good. And like, I, I itch for that experience. And to the point where like, 
I so I got to chapter seven. I'm still not done. At one Ooh. point, I'm like, man, am I going to beat this game? And then it yeah. gets more and more difficult. <laughs> I'll say. <Yeah>. That. <laughs> I know but, this is a, a vague question, but like, yeah. what what makes this game so difficult? Um, the the placement of enemies is very well done in a sinister way. I'll say in in an NES way that was exactly what i was gonna say it's just like the placement of enemies and like their their patterns of attack and like it's very clever but not cheap yeah yeah and it's almost like like i mean it's not to the point where it's like a puzzle platformer but it is kind of like you're you can like solve things in a way like not not solve them but they're like they're enemies that kind of chain off each other or for example they'll be like lightning bolts that kind of come down but they will they'll kill enemies that are in their path like almost like a roguelike game will yeah and then, the, but like there were these other enemies that are almost like these moving like lanterns that are either moving like they're not lanterns. They're very like Mega Man style enemies that yep. move like either on a vertical plane or a horizontal plane. And they will line up with exactly where your character is or, or try to. Mm-hmm. You can outrun them or outmaneuver them. But then they're later and further on in the level. Um, there's like these flame cannons that are shooting. And if they hit, that's why I called them lanterns, because they like will hold that fireball within them or whatever and then once they're lined up with you they'll shoot that at you so it's like oh okay now this enemy that was just like a an obstacle before is now like a like an enemy that is shooting at me yep. you know it's it's once just it like sees you yeah yeah we're like so now you're like okay maybe i want to take that cannon out so that now this thing's just an enemy i have to avoid yeah not you know I, I don't know it's just really cool how it's structured and how the levels are laid out um, you know, there is a little bit of that, like the only time I get frustrated and it's still, I mean, it's just that retro frustration, but it's like the knockback, like when I'm jumping yeah. over a pit <laughs> and I get hit by an enemy and yep. I get knocked into the lava or yep. into the, you know, water or into a pit. And your and invincibility like, frames are not very long lasting. You can get hit a few times Quick. in a hurry. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But one thing that's really cool, like we've mentioned the checkpoints a few times and like how well they're placed, but like you can upgrade those checkpoints yes. with like your currency over time. Yes. And like to the point where like, okay, now every time I get to this checkpoint, it's going to upgrade or refill my health all the way. And, and now it's like going to refill my points. special. Yeah, exactly. And then you can even get upgrade it to like where it'll drop an item or something. Yep. And then another cool thing is they actually, again, there, there is like a small element of, exploration you know light Mm -hmm. metroidvania action going on but like when you get to these checkpoints they actually like have an arrow pointing in the direction that you need to be traveling as far as like progressing through the level like it's there'll always be like an arrow pointing to the right up or down or and it's just always like okay this is the main path like if i want to keep making progress through the main campaign yeah this is the way to go so it's kind of cool in that regard, like it, it just like it really streams line, or streamlines that open world experience yep. um, in more ways than one. Because, again, you are picking like levels on a map and you can teleport between the chapter start points once you make it to them, I guess. So yep. and as you get more abilities, that becomes like even more interesting to go back to old levels. I'll say that right. much. And it, yeah, like, no, there's definitely been some spots where I've been like, ah, I know I'm going to be able to get <laughs> over there eventually. Yep. So I like, have you, have you unlocked all the abilities? I have Randall that I am okay. pretty sure that I have because that, that pause screen that shows you, you know, wh- where all the item, you know, and abilities things are, yeah. those are all filled for me. So I'm pretty I was sure gonna say, I yeah, there's yeah. clearly like designated slots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I got like like we were saying, like it does start off like a little bit like, okay, is this really going to be like just a true NES game? That's just really simple. And like, yeah, 
action platformer with cool, you know, slightly modernized effects and stuff. Yeah. But like, no, this game opens up and I'm, I'm excited to play some more, you know, get a little further. Hopefully, if I can get yeah, further I, than I think I've I'm going to I'm going to try to beat this game. But man, boy, it's getting like harder and harder. But I'm still really into it. I'm not typically someone that plays a lot of like really hard games. Um, that, you know, I was going to ask that because yeah. when I was playing today and, and I kind of again, I, I didn't necessarily like give up on the game, but just kind of in the mode I was in at that moment, yeah. I was just kind of like, OK, I got like I got a few more checkpoints, but like I'm not in the mindset where like I'm going to beat this level necessarily right now. Yeah. But like I was thinking like I wonder what it is about like this game that like kept that's got Randall like going all the way through it and like p- got you like committed to like it's you know it's the and NES I do know DNA. you love your retro stuff so. It is. It's the NES DNA. It's exactly what it is. It just feels like one of those games to the point where like I was playing it and I was in the zone and it felt so good and you know I was telling Tina like I think this game is like bringing back my like retro NES game skills that have kind of gotten rusty a little bit. Um, you know, nice. as I play oh, man. more modern stuff. So I'm like, I've also been playing uh, Micro Mages on my NES, and so oh, nice. Are you playing that on the analog, the yeah. retro, or the the mini NT? Yep, yep. Analog NT Mini. I've been playing it on NT that Mini. Guy. I knew I, I knew I said that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was having a good time with it and getting you know some progress. But like I immediately booted that uh, while you know right after I was playing some Cyber Shadow, and I'm like, oh yep, I my hypothesis is right. Like I just I got the touch. It just carries over, right? Like you're just into the zone and like hitting jumps, just bam, bam, bam. And it just feels so good. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, the couple other things I wanted to bring up about Cyber Shadow, the soundtrack yeah. is really good, and it's by oh, Jake it's Kaufman jamming. again. Who is it? Jake Kaufman, uh, who made the Shovel Knight soundtracks. Fuck yeah. Oh, nice. Because yeah. that's what's cool is I know that this game was like originally like a solo dev, this mechanical head yeah. is like one person, and they were working, and like that's I impressive. believe Yacht Club, it just caught their eye, yeah. and they were like, hey, we love your project, and like we'd love to help you with it, and I believe maybe that's the case. Like, hey, we, maybe do you need some help with the music? Do you need some help with like pixel art or like working on the environment? So even though it was like conceived and like really headed up by this one guy, um, yacht club kind of stepped in to like help him realize it like more fully than probably he would have been able to on his own. How cool is that? Yeah. So cool. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off there though. No, you're good. No. So the soundtrack is awesome because Jake Kaufman makes awesome soundtracks. Agreed. Um, but then also I, uh, so I'm playing this on Game Pass, and that's the way you're playing it too, Kevin. Same, yep. yep. Uh, I have this uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, uh, which also includes this beta Xbox cloud gaming service. So okay. you can basically boot specific Game Pass games on your phone or Android tablet. So I've got a Pixel okay. phone. I'm like, yeah, let me try this out. Uh, because I already had the Game Pass app on there for like, because it'll let me remote install games and that sort of stuff. Why not? Yeah, or just see what's coming soon yeah. and whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, and whatever screenshots and captures I had. Um, but yeah, they, this was also available in that. And Cyber Shadow was one of those games. So I'm like, shoot, let me pull out one of my 8-bit Doe controllers. I plugged it in USB into my Pixel phone, and it worked great. Like, heck yeah. Even though it was a streaming experience, I'm like, man, this is. And obviously, this is a very, like, input-intensive game. Like, you can't like, make a Yeah, like we were saying, I mean, you're turning around and swiping that sword yeah. on a fucking dime. So, yeah. like, yeah, you, you got to be very precise. Yeah. 
I was impressed. It it played really well. Like I I got to a, like the next checkpoint in the level I was playing, playing on my phone with this controller streaming. Like so I'm like, wow, nice. that's cool. That's so I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of a fun little aspect of that too. So fun to play a couple different ways that way. Um yeah, it this game, the aesthetic of it, not to keep rambling about it, but it reminds me of RoboCop 3, which my dad bought me when I was way too young as a kid on NES. <laughs> the, the film? Oh, okay, I was going to say the film or the game? <laughs> yeah. <he's>, no, <laughs> Either way, be, you're too young. <laughs> I don't think you could get away with that. No, he bought me yeah. the NES game. Um, but the aesthetics, like the blue and gray hues that you see quite often in this game, just like robocop 3 on nes to a t and i don't know if they like obviously there's there's some ninja gaiden homages in here too uh that's definitely the direct inspiration but it seems like they're pulling from nes in general and man it gave me some robocop 3 visual vibes a little bit too with some of the color palette stuff Um, well i might have to check out robocop 3 then it's not that great of a game it's just just a game more of a visual more of a visual feast yeah uh, yeah kind of maybe not a feast but okay it just (laughs) it just uh triggered the memory there's some there's some cool there's some cool things they do with the nes i'll say that much because it was a later nes game like 92 gotcha Um, gotcha uh but dj i really think you should play this game uh, I think this is a DJ game difficulty wise, and I'd be curious okay. to see how you do with it. How much time have you invested? Uh, boy, probably six or seven hours, I would say. Okay. And yeah. you, okay. you think what percentage of the way there? You said you think you've got like all the upgrades and whatever. I've so. got all the upgrades. I'm probably, I'm probably like. 60 70 percent of the way through although okay. that's not like 100 percenting the pre- the previous levels like i could still go back and get secrets and other things too and there's a cool story in this game for what it's worth but this like it screamed to me as a dj game like you're somebody that okay. beats silver surfer i want to see you play cyber shadow <laughs> okay i mean hard difficulty and jake kaufman i think is all you have yeah. to say so yeah i mean I'll it's it's this. up your alley stylistically yes. i always hesitate to call anything hard around dj <laughs> and up. i know we're gonna talk about another game later dj so <laughs> i'm just I, i'm even reluctant to talk about that one because i'm getting my ass know, kicked man. by that game too i wonder if i don't know i feel like i'm more like the average i think we just play different games man I, well <laughs> it's different games and different styles like you have a you have a commitment like i'm just like okay like i like even with cyber shadow like i was like played for okay i'm not in the mindset where like you're always in the mindset to like oh this game oh you're gonna make me like you you just want to beat that level like you can get in that mindset I, at I, any time i where, can't walk away from a game is the thing exactly I, I and, I, and i have to be like i have to be in that mindset i can't like force myself to be yeah if that makes sense fair i know i'm kind of rambling that will make you successful in cyber shadow dj because that's how that's the mentality i've been in with this game it's just caught me like that where i just keep like running up against it even though i die 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 like i just keep trying 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 because i'm just enjoying it so much yeah so i mean it sounds like you're having a blast while i love it yeah yeah Yeah, and i'm having a blast too like i'm probably about an hour hour and a half in i would guess but okay fine i'll do it having a good time (laughs) yeah the challenge is on (laughs) Yeah, and uh, come on, Yacht Club, we got to support them. Yeah, after for sure. after how much they supported the Shovel Knight series yeah, or whatever, I you know, absolutely they, love that series. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and originally, I mean, it could have just been one game. I would have happily bought all those games individually. Yep. For ten or fifteen bucks or whatever they charge me for them, and instead got the treasure trove and got them all for yeah. one price. What so. a beautiful yeah. deal. 
And I did hold yeah. off on getting rid of my Wii U because that's where I initially <laughs> bought Shovel Knight. Yeah, just I so think I could we talked about that. We talked about there. King Knight. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, I'm cheap. I, I'll 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 throw him some dough. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, Randall, we'll definitely have to talk some more micro mages too because yeah, I know absolutely. that was another game that was included. We're always talking about. It's been a, almost a year since that Itchio bundle for racial justice and equality yeah. came out that we all snagged, but that was another one that was included in there from Morph Cat. And you and I just talked about Bubble or Bobble, yeah, uh, or whatever the other day. So we definitely have to talk some more micro mages soon. We definitely will because I have the cartridge and I'm I love that game. So yeah, still playing that too. Nice. I didn't know they had that in cartridge oh form. yeah because i know i know we were talking about how bubble did not have that right fortunately but maybe in the future maybe in the future that would be sweet well uh yeah before we get into our conversation dj i wanted to just mention a couple quick games that i picked up recently on switch and uh in the past i know we've talked about the games from matt glanville uh and mm-hmm. i think i even mentioned uh this game briefly singled out um that like i think uh, because one of our episodes is called what is this guess who that i think (laughs) randall was saying as i was describing this game which is a great way to put it it's like an arcade um and i bought this on sale it's only five bucks normal price i think i got it on sale for half off but um we've talked about switch and shoot and ghost grab 3000 as well from matt glanville which are both like really good like pick up and play arcade games and this is no different Again, you got to be into like chasing high scores and going for it does have online leaderboards. So it's not nice. just like chasing your own high score. That's cool. Um, and all of his games do on uh, the Switch, all those games that I just mentioned. Um, but this one is like you basically have three facts on the side of the screen, the left side of the screen that'll show like what type of eyes this character has or what type of ears they have, what type of mouth, what shape their head is. What, so there's there's more than three categories, but it'll show like it never uh, brings color, but it'll, like what hat are they wearing? Like just many different things. And like it starts out with just three people and you're trying to shoot. You basically have this cursor that you're controlling like wild gun style, like a gallery nice. shooter. And you're just trying to snipe the intergalactic or the supergalactic <laughs> space criminal or whatever. That's great. And if you, sh- if you shoot an innocent bystander, you lose immediately. So, like, as you progress on, I think I made it as far as, like, level. Like, every time you hit one, it just moves on to the next stage. Yeah. And it just starts going faster and faster. And then the quicker you're, you fire the shot and if you're able to hit the right criminal um and there's always only one criminal then like there's like a score at the top that keeps ticking down and if you run out of time that you know your game over as well same as if you shoot an innocent bystander yeah but like the quicker you can shoot the criminal like you can see that score ticking down on each level so the sooner you can shoot the more points you get that makes sense um yeah it's it's just really fun like frantic action like yeah, because like the faster it gets, like it's almost like WarioWare style, you know, yeah. you're like kind of playing other than other than it's not like switching the game up all the time. But it's, but like, it's like that frantic, even yeah. from the first go. And it's like, I mean, I guess once you play a few runs, you it's not that hard. To, you're never really going to shoot the wrong person on the first one. <laughs> but like, you know, they have a there's maybe like five or six. Like, I think that I think it says something like there's millions of different combinations because there's like you know, five or six or seven different head shapes and five or six or seven different noses and eyes and ears and hats. And like, so any combination of those together. And when you have like 10 or 12 on the screen at once, it it just gets really frantic. Like, I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I was like, oh no. And then I was like, oh wait, I got the right one. Like it was just constantly like, and then yeah, the, the addition of having leaderboards and stuff. I'm just like, once again, 
just I love this guy's games and it's got the great like big fat chunky pixels and big fat chunky chip tunes and like chip tunes with a little more to it like there's some guitar riffing going on and stuff and it's it's just really cool just another awesome game so I just wanted to give a shout out since we've like briefly mentioned that game on the podcast and I got to spend a little more time with it Um, because it was originally conceived for that game makers toolkit game jam in uh, 2019 so it's cool to see like those games get fleshed out and turned into like a retail game. Um, But I also wanted to just briefly mention another new game, uh, Project Starship X, because I have talked about Null Drifter and Harvest Doom from this uh, developer on the podcast before Panda Indie Studios. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just a huge fan. And like Project Starship X is another developer that all their games are like five bucks. This is their first game that's like a little more fully fleshed out roguelike experience. It's ten bucks, you know, but again, ten bucks is nothing. And it was eight bucks on release on switch it's been out for a while on pc but yeah it just came out on consoles i think or at least on switch where i grabbed it and uh yeah i had a little other than having a little bit of slowdown issues with it it's like a really fun it has a lot of those same uh null drifter mechanics where you have like this you basically just have a shoot button where like if you're firing you slow down like a lot of shmups do you know if you're holding down the fire button you kind of your ship moves a little slower but you have a great like hitbox that you can see and then you have a dash mechanic that when you're close enough to certain enemies you can actually dash and like attack them and like melee attack them and then some enemies you have to actually like do enough damage to them before you can melee them but then there'll be like lasers that you can kind of dash or like kind of dodge roll through essentially nice um but then there'll be like chains of enemies that you have to like okay i clearly have to like zigzag through these lasers but also have to like chain through these enemies at the right time but sometimes they're like you don't want you got to make sure that you don't dash because you might dash like into some spikes right so you got to make sure you don't dash into the enemy so it's just like I don't know. It's really fun. It's it's like almost too over the top. They like they call it like a parody shmup. Like the first boss I fought was Zombie Hitler and oh, his mechanical geez. eyeball. <laughs> He's just like Hitler in like a giant eyeball machine, and then you kill that, and then it turns into like a flying eyeball mech after that. All so right. it, it's wow. a little bit bizarre, a little bit crazy. Uh, but yeah, there's like four different characters, a bunch of different weapons. I'm still unlocking new stuff. Uh, there's crazy like modes and stuff like that so again and this one has online leaderboards as well so it just uh, you know I'm, I'm a big fan of bullet hell shmups oh, and this yeah. one definitely super crazy super colorful um it's got more of like a 16 bit or even like 32 bit but like not 32 bit but it's like really retro yeah. almost like comic book style like i like what they do with the sides of the screen too with the information and like the faces and stuff that's pretty yeah cool. it's really interactive yeah. like when you take damage your character will kind of like make a face or something yeah. like yeah the, they really make use of like it, it like essentially it's like a tate mode vertical yeah. shmup but they really make use of that real estate um and yeah it does like the game when it like as soon as you boot it up it's like seizure warning and they are not kidding around like it is like very like neon flashing lights like it's it's pretty crazy but good to know i I would i would say a a a pretty strong recommendation from what i've i've only played a little bit but based on like i really love all the other games i've checked out from this developer so i expect to just keep enjoying this one even more and more nice but uh, but DJ, what? we were going to talk about uh, some Exit the Gungeon, which uh, originally released quite a while ago, actually. Like it was one of the launch titles on Apple Arcade. Um, but then finally, I think about a year later, they put it out on Switch 
and I picked it up kind of a while back and I played a little bit of it, didn't get super sucked in. And I know DJ, I think we've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast before, but like you and I with Enter the Gungeon were just like, and and our buddy Glenn specifically, like the three of us, we were just playing and like, I, I mean, I put hundreds of hours into that game and like, I don't know, I just, everything about it, I just got so sucked in, but I do know that part of the reason I got sucked in was because the three of us were, you know, bouncing it off of each other, yeah, but we anyways. feeding off each other's excitement, and like, yeah, and like, who, who, who beat it, or and, like, have you unlocked these characters yet, or have you, have you found this secret, or like, yeah, there was just so much, like, added incentive to play that game, um, because we were all hooked on it at the same time, so like, I was kind of hoping for that same experience with Exit the Gungeon, and my first time playing it, that, you know, I booted up a couple times, and was kind of like, eh, whatever, and didn't come back to it for a while and then I fired it up maybe a couple weeks ago and was just kind of like yeah I'm kind of getting back into this game like more than I there was a new update and they actually changed something pretty drastically Hmm. um from when I was playing it before when the game first launched you actually only got this random gun that was the only weapon you could get like you just like every when you would use enough of its ammo it would just switch to a new gun and that was like your weapon for the whole game oh wow um and the difference here is like this game is like a it's still a twin stick shooter but it's a side scrolling platformer um as opposed to a top down shoot 'em up um but otherwise it's virtually the same controls but they now have added the ability like you actually can just pick up new guns and like switch between guns and buy new guns at the shops nice. like they just didn't have that in the game before um you actually can switch that mode on and off, you can still go to the, hey, I want to play the original mode of only the random gun. But otherwise, like, and in my opinion, that adds a lot to the game, being able to, like, that that was one of the highlights of Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, say it's a lot all more all those like guns and, and, like, building up your arsenal and, yeah. like, oh, this, this is the run. Like, I got all the good weapons where before it was kind of, like, just totally random. But that said, I am still getting my ass handed to me in this <laughs> game, like, not even close to like I, I can maybe no. make it to the third floor and I, I don't know if there's five floors like there are in the original Enter the Gungeon. Do you want but me to uh, well, I'm curious, <laughs> DJ. I know you said when we were talking in the Discord, you were like, "I'm gonna beat it by this weekend," and I've seen you log in since then. So uh-huh. I don't know if you beat it by then or did did you make do on your promise? Technically, I didn't because it was after midnight (laughs) (laughs) hey if you were still awake on sunday i'll I'll count it okay that's funny okay then then yeah i made good on it nice uh, god damn (laughs) god damn and then uh well yeah why don't you and in general just your thoughts yeah i mean i was i don't know i don't know why i was a little like less excited to get started on this i think because i knew we weren't gonna be doing the same thing like oh who's gonna get there first and whatnot yeah. like yeah. It, i had my expectations down a little bit but then i like, think i had even mentioned before like my initial experience was kind of like yeah it's not as good like i just didn't get sucked into it you know yeah but i don't know like to me it's like i i think they did it different in like the appropriate way like it to me it still feels like gungeon it's just like i agree it's just the gameplay is different enough to me where it feels like fresh like i don't feel like i'm playing i don't play feel like i'm playing enter the gungeon 2 like i do feel like i'm i do i agree with that a hundred percent yeah that's nice um especially because like 
what I think I love most about this is that, um, so each, yeah, each gungeoneer is like trying to ascend the elevators to get out of the gungeon, but, um, they each will have their own unique path that they'll go through. And each path has like, you know, different gimmicks. Like there'll be somewhere you've got like buttons on the bottom that will, you know, shift your, uh, like where your elevator is like in terms of left, right. And there'll be like mines you have to dodge. Like you have to make the elevator be dodging while you're also trying to clear the place of enemies. Like <laughs> I think they did a lot of, I don't know. They made it more than just like clear this screen of enemies. Like I, I think they did a good job of incorporating new mechanics and like, uh, okay. So I'll say right now, I beat it with every character. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! How many characters are there? Seven. I know there, there's seven four characters. starting characters, seven. and I'm guessing there's seven. There's seven characters. Oh my god! I was gonna say there's four starting characters, and I know at the very least they have like they show one of the unlockable characters on like the screen, like the thumbnail it's, for the game. It's the seven from the first game. Se- I That's thought there cool. were only six in the first game, except. The co-op person, the cultist. Oh, I forgot about that character. You can totally be, forgot you can about be the, the cultist. cultist now. Just uh, yeah, just one off. Um, so yeah. that's cool. Um, so it was. So that's really kind of interesting. So because like because every character kind of had their own ending and enter the dungeon, like but it was otherwise like a randomly generated dungeon that everybody went through. But yeah, it is it's, like every character kind of has their now. own. Yeah, they, they've exactly. got their own like gameplay route, but same ending. Like, okay, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool because the game is kind of the opposite of Enter the Gungeon. Like yeah. in theory, like right. you're, you're trying to exit it. So. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. It just made it way easier for me to like dive back in. Like, okay, now I'm gonna do it with this person. Whereas like when we were playing Enter the Gungeon, it was just it. It felt more like, uh, oh, I've already done this. Let me just check this off. Whereas, like, yep. this is a whole new, like, set of challenges. So, I, I don't know. Like, I was still, like, plenty engaged and excited to keep going. So, nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, I was a little bit surprised at the, like, lack of, I don't know, secrets, I guess. Or, I mean, you remember, like, how, like, deep we got into Enter the Gungeon where it's like, oh, like there's this secret level if you like you know roll the water barrel into the fireplace and yeah like down. it was it was stuff like you really felt like you had to like poke and prod at that game mm-hmm. like it, unless you looked it up but like you really felt like you you could poke and prod at that game and then eventually find a secret by trying something like i i wonder if yeah like if i can roll this barrel into that fireplace and you know and then oh now i can go into the fireplace oh, like, yeah, it doesn't new. seem to be as much like that <laughs> yeah it it there's i mean this isn't really a spoiler there's like one like kind of extra secret thing but it's not really that secret it's actually are you talking about the rat no okay so i was gonna say that's kind of like right in your face yeah, like yeah. hey but just like it is in the first game yeah dude ugh. Dude, I 
playing this actually ticked me off because it made me remember that I didn't technically beat the DLC of Enter the Gungeon. No, oh, yeah, I never be- actually even played that, I don't think. I got to the rat fight, and he's like a, a three-stager. Um, and like the last one is basically you're playing punch out against him. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. That game is brutal. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I, I on the one hand, I was kind of like I, I appreciated how straightforward it was with without having to get into all the secrets. But at the same time, it was like I feel like I got a lot less mileage out of this game just in terms of like time spent um yeah and even just like uh i i guess for me like my my main gripes were like again this was like on apple arcade and and it does like apparently you can play it with touchscreen controls which i have oh no boy. idea how that works but like this game is so frantic like yeah. like i said i i think it's even harder than uh enter the gungeon um because you are having to like you can jump and then you can also do a dodge roll and you can your your jump is considered a vertical dodge roll. And so it, like it but you can also do a dodge roll midair. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're invulnerable like anytime you're doing either a jump or a de- or a dodge roll. And then they do have a lot of great customization options as far as like you can like change the controls up to like do you want it to do you want it to like drop through platforms by just pressing down on the D-pad? Do you want to like if you hold down down, do you want to drop through every platform? Do you want to have to hit jump and down to drop through a platform? Like they, they have some really great um, like customization options. Like you can use the jump button to also do a dodge roll if you're in midair. So you don't have to be like juggling the two buttons. So that, like there's definitely some really great customization options. But the interface is like really like it feels very much like a mobile game. Like when you pause, like the two aesthetics between like the pause screen and the and the game, like it's not all pixel art. It's right. like this like weird, like really clean, like uh, like mobile game aesthetic kind uh, of. And like some of that stuff kind of rubbed me the wrong way and, yeah. and just aesthetically. But it like it just takes away from that immersion a little bit. Yeah. Like that was something I thought was Are so cool pausing? and enter the gungeon, like going through like the. <laughs> Ammonomicron or whatever it's called and like seeing all the like just everything fit the aesthetic you know where like this was just kind of like it I don't know it just takes me out of it a little it, bit it yeah. does feel a little different that's fair like this. and it's a little clunkier like like you, you pick mean? up items that it feels like you can use but like like when I pick up the med kit it says like use this item to heal but like to the best of my I don't I don't see how you can use an item you they're all you passive abilities yeah you so how does a med kit he, how can you use a med kit to heal if you, you, you just, can't use it? You just pick it up, and if you'll get full health once you pick it up, and that's it. But then it stays like in your inventory. So I, no. I guess yeah, that's just like that's yeah. part of that's like another layer that's of just, the game. That's that's just keeping track missing. of all the stuff you've picked up. I mean, that's not like because that's I also guess, like if like, you get like a health upgrade or whatever. Like it's not something you use. It's just there. I, yeah. I know you're saying like, well, there there are no usable items in this game, which is sort of a sure. little bit of a bummer. Except the blanks. Well, yeah, but that's not really a usable item. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know that like I don't, I don't want to complain too much because I do think like the updates that they made since I played before are huge improvements. Like I definitely like. You know, the reason we decided to talk about it is because I was like, I'm, I'm into this game now where before I was definitely like, I think I'm 
I don't know if I'm going to dig into this one where I do. I don't think I'm going to beat it because I just don't think I'm good enough. <laughs> it is, <laughs> I think it's just really fucking hard. Um, and it's like it's it's weird because there's less enemies on the screen at any given point. But, but you've it's got just, less real estate. Yeah. Less real estate. Oof. And then you have gravity also to contend with. Oof. So the, the that combination, I think, just makes that game super, super tough for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. The final fight for me, like. I don't know. It's just there was just a lot on screen. I felt because there was just such little room. I felt very helpless. Like I felt yeah. like I had to be stacked if I was doing this fight. Like there, there were times in the in Enter the Gungeon where I was able to like manage to get by with like uh, a hitless run on the uh, on the dragon. But like I don't think that yeah that would be even close to possible on this jeez you just gotta you gotta you gotta be stacked i don't know yeah it's like i need at least like five hearts going into this okay yeah yeah but but i'm i definitely dig it overall and and i'm glad that they have like updated it and maybe are planning on continuing to update it but i hope so i mean i i did i did really like what i played again it was just i felt like i I beat it so quick, you know. <laughs> I was, and you beat it with all seven characters. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's just my on, like, uh, it, like unlocking <laughs> the characters. Did you did you have to do anything like kind of secret to no. unlock those or no? Nope. It's just like uh, there. I mean, there was one thing I did. I don't know if it unlocked anyone or it was just coincidental that I then got someone. But it, yeah, there. It's nothing tricky. Unless I just happened to do some shit I didn't even realize I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I think, like, Enter the Gungeon, again, just had, like, a little more of that, like, mysterious vibe to it. And, and maybe they were just thinking, like, hey, this is intended to be an Apple Arcade game initially, at least. Right. Like, I, I guess my first impression when I played it back when, when I first booted it up before this update, I kind of thought, like, this feels a little rushed. And then, like, the more I played when I booted it up this time, I I kind of lost that feeling about the game and just felt like, yeah, I've got my gripes about it, but I like it. Whereas before, I would felt like, I don't know if this feels right, you know? Yeah. But I definitely think it's, like, a really fun game. And again, if you if you are, if Enter the Gungeon, if you've exhausted that experience, I definitely think this is, like, a worthy or a worthwhile successor to that game. Oh, for sure. Okay. Actually, Mike, I feel back. like I've been overly negative. Nah, nah. You've been even fair um (laughs) but yeah i i think i might go back just because i never actually checked out that mode that they added like i just kept it on the random gun mode and like really yeah and you know like i think because you have the power to decide what guns you're unlocking like i i think that you can make it so that doesn't the randomness doesn't really work against you it's like you've kind of you've kind of loaded your arsenal of like what could pop up with a lot of good stuff at that point where so you have so you haven't unlocked everything then no not even okay so you so you'll even like purposely not unlock stuff yeah i mean sometimes it's like well this entire shop isn't going to restock until everything's cleared so it's like ah right do it but but i'll I'll have my things that i prioritize for sure um, yeah, and for and for what's worth, the mode isn't any different. Like the game is the same; it just does allow you to have like an arsenal, like you do in Enter the Gungeon, and you can swap between and like go into slow mo and like 
you know, flip between your weapons, but they drop pretty sparingly. It's like for the most part, the last runs I played today, um, I, I didn't like see any drops. I had to buy them in the shops if I wanted to get any items. So they're not like just dropping them left and right. You do still have to rely on that, um, you know, your random weapon. I forget what it's called. It's some kind of magical gun yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I also got a try to kill the shopkeeper i i'm assuming you can try to do that again in this one uh, <laughs> oh i don't know yeah i didn't even think about that i don't you know i don't know if you can shoot in that room but well oh maybe not the, it's it's kind of come up because at sometimes i've gotten the gun boots um and so like i and just coincidentally jumping in that room uh bullets would go by him and like a box would pop up and be like oh didn't learn your lesson from last time did you? Uh, so, okay okay like, yeah there... maybe maybe there's some kind of secret way uh, yeah to take them out we'll see That's nice great. well yeah I, I definitely need i mean now that you've beaten it with all seven characters i gotta at least try to beat it with one because like okay. i i i felt like we were pretty you know neck and neck when it came to enter the gungeon as far as our progress i mean eventually you overtook me but but you were the one who killed the lich first so i know i i was gonna bring that up i was but then i thought better of it but (laughs) i can't let go go of it i uh, it's okay i'll just have to beat uh fucking cyber force whatever (laughs) (laughs) cyber shadow cyber Cyber force whatever cyber shadow whatever our new favorite game cyber shadow is awesome (laughs) yeah challenges on yeah i'll be nice but uh yeah but uh but i think we could pretty much wrap things up there this week guys and as always you can find us on the internet we've got our nice uh clean link tree these days mm-hmm. but you can also find us at pursuingpixels.com we're on twitter we're on instagram just slash pursuing pixels uh youtube and twitch as well twitch not so much recently but once in a while mm-hmm. um i'll try to get back on that a little bit more frequently but uh otherwise yeah we will uh catch you next week and until then uh take care bye bye see you I want everyone to be my friend. (laughs) I'm only halfway there. Fable style. Mm -hmm. Meet me at the tavern in Bowerstone. Yeah, I guess it's like that. I've never played Fable, but yeah, that's a good... I'd play Fable someday. I'd try it out. Have you you never played it? I actually beat the first one. No, No. I I never played any of them for whatever reason. Yeah, I beat the first one, I think was obsessed ahead, with the second one so I, I saw a little bit of that but that's yeah all i've done is because yeah. that's an xbox exclusive yeah sound okay. yeah i think xbox original exclusive i believe yeah okay. although you can i'm sure you can get it on game pass or whatever i, I think, think it it's is on, on pc at this point too. i was gonna say yeah it might be on pc but yeah it's not on any other consoles or anything so. yeah <clears throat> word yeah Peter Molyneux, good old Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux, he <laughs> sold us oh, the yeah. world. Oh yeah, what trouble the overpromising? Yeah, the, my whatever happened to Milo? Remember that? Like, oh my uh, god, it wow, was like I that VR Milo thing. in years. I can't. Was that even VR or was that just a interactive? It was thing? Connect. It was like yeah, that's the, right, that's right. They were like it was one of the tech demos for Connect, and I'm I'm not I can't remember if it was the first Connect or the one that they brought up for Xbox One. I can't I remember think, if it, I which one it was. Like it was but they the were like 360 one, but they were pushing that hard. 
Yeah. Like, Milo will talk to you and, you know, you'll see him grow up. And it was basically taking those fable principles and applying it to this tech demo with Connect. Yeah. And it was basically just like a AI. Yeah. Like kid that you could talk to. Yep. <laughs> I think that was Did you do your homework today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just seemed kind of silly. But yeah, I guess it was kind of cool, though, or like impressive. Yeah. On the technical end. But people were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Whenever that was. Good old Milo. 